0: of Conversations with Lexi. Thank you so, so much for joining me today. I just feel like since George Floyd's murder on May 25th, I've been seeing so many people across the country and around the world come together to speak out against racism and police brutality. And it's been so amazing for me to see this unity and it gives me hope for our future. And I just feel like The past week, I've been hell-bent on announcing to the world how intolerant I am to racism and police brutality, and I've been reposting various posts and just screaming it loud how angry I am, and I was directing literally all of my energy into being angry, and I used that anger to motivate the messages I was trying to get across, and... At the first moment I suspected someone being racist, I called them out. And it wasn't enough for me to message them one-on-one. I was screenshotting it and posting it to my story. And I just wanted, wanted the message to be clear that I do not tolerate racism. And in my heart, I was ready to fight anybody if they dared to respond to me with some bullshit or nonsense. And... um. I have called out this person and they responded to me the next day saying that they weren't racist, that they posted what they posted out of frustration to seeing little support for police officers as their dad was a police officer and they were worried along with the rest of their family for that person's dad and his safety. And this person asked me to put myself in their shoes and thought that if I did, I'd be able to understand what they were feeling. And honestly, for those who know me, you know that my dad was a cop, he's retired, he's been retired. And I constantly think if this, if he was still working right now, I would be really scared for his life. And it has nothing to do with the fact that He's not he's not racist. It has nothing to do with that. It's just the fact that he's now in a position or he would be in a position where his safety as a police officer would be threatened. And I was speaking with this person. And I told her how I was so relieved once my dad retired from being a police officer. And long story short, this person and I we were able to have a civilized conversation. And I left it hopeful that they could put themselves in other people's shoes to see why the protests were going on. And also, for anybody who knows me, you know that I'm a very emotional person. I always have been. And coupled with the fact that I want to help as many people as possible, it's the driving factor and the main reason I became a nurse. I tend to get very passionate about what I'm fighting for and it just makes me so mad to know that there are literally people out there with hatred in their hearts who are racist and it just it makes me want to scream. Like how how do you sit here and hate somebody because of what they look like or you're bigoted and you hate them because they don't have the same sexual orientation as you or whatever. It's just like I don't understand. Um I don't know (laughs) I just get really passionate about it and I've been talking with my friends and family about everything that's been going on and through the conversations I've been having I've been able to reflect on things I feel like I've made mistakes on um, and also things that do bother me and I feel as though it's important for me to be honest not only with you as my audience, but with myself. And I feel like there's parts where I've been nervous to speak on some things that, yeah, I don't agree on in a fear that it would be seen as me not supporting Black Lives Matter and the movement when I 100% do ask anybody. That's just, I don't know. Um, Like, I've been seeing posts saying that all cops are bastards And things like that which I don't personally agree with when I see these posts I or when I see anything I tend to try to see it as if I was that person or I just try to put myself in their shoes and for me I think of the people I personally know who are police officers who aren't racist who became police officers because they want to protect and to serve their communities And I feel like it's not fair for me to now be mad at them for not knowing the racist history of how the first police institutions came to fruition in America when I myself just learned of it the other day. And so that it's been confusing for me in that sense, to say, oh yeah, no, all police are bad, all this stuff, because it's not fair for me to generalize everybody if I, if I don't generalize everyone and I'm expecting the same respect in return. Um, with that being said, I do hope that people who are police officers now will take the time to learn the history and speak up and against police brutality and I do believe in reconstructing police stations countrywide and reallocating money to better serve communities. I just I was reading some stats. I don't know how reflective they are for this year, but I just think that it's crazy that we're spending billions upon billions of dollars on bullets and all of this other stuff to scare communities when we could be allocating those resources to better serve our communities. I don't have all the answers. If I did, there wouldn't be any protests. So, like you guys, I'm doing my research. I'm trying to understand what really is important for me to support and what's really important for me to speak out against. And another thing that I've been seeing in the media or wherever, like, Jacob and I were listening to Chris D'Elia's podcast the other night, and he was talking about how there's been white people at protests apologizing for being white. And, like, we've seen photos of white people washing the feet of black people as some sort of at- atonement. Like, that makes no sense to me. I would never in a million years expect someone to come up and apologize to myself or anyone for that matter solely based on their ethnicity. Like, I'm a proud black woman and I'd be damned if someone expected me to apologize for that. Like, that just, I don't know. I'm all for people coming together and seeing themselves as equals and using their voice or whatever to protect others who aren't seen or have been systematically oppressed like we are seeing with the black lives matter movement but i don't know i just i don't think it's controversial of me to think it's ridiculous that we want to view everyone as equal and not superior over one another that's just me um so those are some things that i've been seeing in the media where i'm just saying yeah no don't be apologizing because you're white or because whatever. Like, take this time to educate yourselves. I'm taking this time to educate myself to do better. I'm trying to live my life more intentionally. Like, that's that's what's going to bring about real change, not some weird-ass, like, cult shit about apologizing. Like, no. Um, so, like I said, I've been talking with my friends and family, about all of this stuff that's been going on. And I feel like by having these conversations, I've also been able to see some of the mistakes I've made and how I want to fix that. Like I've been so scared to post anything positive or think positive positively in regards to Black Lives Matter because I think that it's somehow going to take away the message of the movement. Like I've been in no mood to be spreading messages of peace because to me it was just putting a blanket over the very real systemic racism in this country. I've been in no mood to celebrate police kneeling with protesters when I've been seeing videos of the same police kneeling with the protesters one day, literally brutalizing peaceful protesters the next day or reading about... People, innocent people, peaceful protesters being seriously injured or dying. Like, I just, I don't know. I just was feeling a lot of anger. But I've seen that by just focusing on the negative, it very quickly started to break me down. Like, I've been having nightmares and waking up in the middle of the night drenched in sweat. Um, so then I would stop sleeping. And then I was staying awake for days on end and crashing throughout the afternoon at, like, weird-ass times. And I was reading statistics day in and day out, and they were causing... Like crippling crippling anxiety, because if it wasn't hearing about police brutality, it was reading about how black women are more likely to die in childbirth, and then it was scaring me to think that, as a black woman who's getting married next year and I want to have a family, I'm now scared to get pregnant because I don't want to die based on what I'm reading in the media and all of this stuff and It's been scaring me to even think about having children. But then, if it wasn't reading about that, it was watching documentaries like 13th by Ava DuVernay that goes through history to show how black people in this country have been subject to oppression for the last 400 years. Or the documentary about Marsha P. Johnson that laid out the unsolved murders of black trans women and that literal like, utter lack of justice these women do not receive because they're just looked at as less than human and it was just information overload but like on steroids and I feel like by focusing solely on the negative it made me spiral down into the, a rabbit hole I felt guilty for not posting day after day or for laughing or for listening to music and I felt like Because I was on a mission and I felt like I was, I just felt like I was on a mission and I needed everybody that followed me to see all of the awful things going on. And by not posting about it, I felt like I was failing. And with seeing the ignorant comments and posting, I just felt like I needed to be hyper vigilant and keeping up with what I was posting to fight everybody like all at once. It was just too much and at the same time i was thinking about my own experiences with racism and that was making me mad like how fucked up is it that i was called the n-word in sixth grade i was 11 and then again i was called it at 15 and 16 and 22 and that i'm like why is that necessary and i'm thinking about how people really told me i speak english so well And would ask where in Africa I'd come from. And I'm like, bitch, I'm born here. I would hope that I speak English well, since it's my native language in my native country. Or I started thinking about how many times I've been told by so many people that I'm the whitest black girl they would ever met. And that pissed me off because I don't know any other way to be me. I don't. I just, that's always confused me. Like, what do you mean when you say that? Do you mean it because I just, I can't even wrap my head or try to even understand why people say that. And it just made me reflect on a lot of the things that I've had insecurities about myself. I remember being a little girl and pinching my nose because I didn't want, To have a black nose and I thought I was ugly because I don't know I'm a girl and I have insecurities but at the same time I was one of the only black girls in my town in my family and I didn't see a lot of representation so I felt like I because I didn't see a lot of people who looked like me in media and stuff, it was hard for me to see myself as beautiful. Um, And then I became angry with myself for not having the courage to stand up for myself when I had heard all of this bullshit. And then I was angry that the common thread that Black people seem to share is experiencing racism, especially starting at a young age and i was angry with knowing that there are places i can i can't go to and that people who look like me can't go to in this country without being afraid for our lives based on the color of our skin like i just that should never ever be a factor on anything um and i was angry with seeing people just ran random ass people commenting, well, what did George Floyd do to deserve the way that the cops treated him? Like, are you kidding? Are you joking? Like, there was not one instance in that very specific moment that George Floyd did anything to deserve dying like that. But that's what I see. I just, anytime I see in the media about a black person dying at the hands of police, I pray, I pray, I pray, I pray that I'm not going to hear, oh, well, they did this and they were a drug addict and all of this stuff. Because to me, it's like, why is that a factor right then and there for them to have been treated the way that they were in their last moments? Like, I don't know. Um, And while I'm still angry, definitely still angry, um, talking with my friends and my family, I'm starting to be able to see that we can make a change in this world without solely focusing on anger. It does not need to be my driving force. um, And just... Working through all of my emotions and knowing it's okay to take time to be mindful of my health and mental well-being to be happy is not betraying my fellow, I don't know, citizens, whatever. It's not. I'm not betraying them by taking the time to also be happy. And I mean, I see so many people working to educate themselves, and I see so many people coming together and using their voices for change, and I, we definitely have a lot of work to do, like seriously addressing and correcting the rampant police brutality in this country and the racism, but I know I can no longer rely on just focusing on the negative to bring that change. And I see how important it is to share and rejoice in the joy of the post, of seeing so many people unite together. Um, George Floyd's really close friend, Stephen Jackson, who's also was an NBA player, has been saying he has love for all who have love for all. And that really stuck with me. So, like everything in my life, I'm working on fixing the things that I don't like about myself. I don't like that I was using all my anger and it was really damaging my my mental health. Um, and I'm trying to be intentional on how I live my life and what I'm doing with that. And I, well, I hope, To continue to use my voice in a constructive way to bring about change. I will continue to educate myself. And I will continue to donate to foundations and organizations that work with making our world and our country and everything a better place. And at the end of the day, I realize that I have love for all who have love for all. And that's what I'm going to try to do. I'm going to just try to spread my voice in a positive way, and I hope that you all are continuing to educate yourselves. Reach out to me. I loved hearing back from everybody Um, from my first episode. It was amazing to see how many of you resonated with what I was saying, and that also was a big wake-up call to me that intentional or not, I've been inspiring people and I don't want to ever come across as being abrasive or unapproachable because of my anger. So thank you so much for joining me today and for your support. Um, I hope you guys are staying safe. I hope you know that it is okay to take a break. This is a lot. This is unprecedented in many of our lifetimes and we need to be able to cope effectively in order to stay healthy and stay mentally healthy and physically healthy so that we can continue to fight for equality and keep doing your part keep doing your research reach out to me i love seeing everybody's posts i'm gonna start taking more breaks away from social media because I've learned that that's what I need to do in order to cope. Um, So thank you.